The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will be streamed live. Yo, what's up? What's going on, everybody? It's the coronavirus edition of Critical and Thinking Podcast. Ty Barnett. Ian Harris, what is going on? What's going on, man? We're, 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 at, we're at our respective cribs. Okay. <laughs> so, um, well, I don't know, man. Uh, wh- wh- where are we? What, what, what are we doing? Where's life now? Everyone's been quarantined. Uh, And, you know, man, I got to be honest with you. I I don't know if you remember this, Ian, but I told you, remember I told you it was a sketch that I wanted to do. This is like right around the election. And I said, man, it would be funny if you just had two people sitting in a living room and, and every time you went back, something in the background was more and more fucked up. And you had, that was kind of, you know, like optimistic about it. Another person like, yo, do you not fucking see the shit that's going on? And I feel like every day something happens to where we're like, it's there. We're literally in a globe. I can't even believe I'm the city. We're in a global pandemic. Right. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even say that shit without fucking, we're in a global pandemic. Right. Right. <laughs> and the fact that, it is it, now again. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. No one, sorry, no one can say that I put everything on this piece of shit. Uh, he didn't create the virus. He he's not smart enough. First of all, uh, but you're not you're not you're not on the same conspiracy sites I'm on. <laughs> China created it. <laughs> but the, his ineptitude, his inability to act, his blatant disregard for it, blatant disregard for it has got us here to where motherfuckers can't work they can't leave their homes they have to literally cross the street from each other and all of this shit it's like everyone's black exactly hey man i'm not gonna lie actually before before i realized what it was i had a lady cross the street yeah i'm telling you i had a lady i was walking my dog and like you know my i'm you know you've seen squirt she was just here you know she's small little bitty dog and i'm i'm like out there, I got Uggs on, Ugg slippers and shit. I'm looking <laughs> the least threatening ever. Lady crosses the street, and for two seconds, I was <laughs> pissed. And then I came in the house, and then luckily, my wife was like, they have to do that, Ty. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I, I have no idea. I can't even, I don't even know what to say now about where we are. It's, um, it is definitely, uh, it's, it's definitely interesting to, to, uh, just to see how, I mean, now he's talking about, the thing that kills me is that, that I don't know how everyone doesn't see that these Trump and the GOP specifically, and then people say both sides are the same. They're not, but let's, let's just not even talk about both sides right now. Just them, that they are so concerned about themselves and their money, that's all they're caring about. So like Trump is talking about opening up so first off, he said that the cure, which he means by the cure, is, is staying at home. That's not the cure, dumb fuck. But, but that's what he keeps saying. The cure is worse than the disease. Really? Staying at home for a couple of weeks is worse than grandpappy dying. <laughs> or whatever. Like, like, worse than coughing up blood, which is what's happening to Amy Klobuchar's husband, who's only 52 and has no pre-existing conditions. He's in the hospital coughing up blood. That, I think that might be worse than staying at home with your family. Well, maybe not. I'm, I'm sure Melania is like, no, fine, I'll cough up blood as long as you get this motherfucker away. But you know what? Here's the thing, man. 
his 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 only concern has been the economy because even though it's not the even economy, the economy, it's it's what he, it's his what people think of the economy. Oh no no no, that's yeah. that's my yeah. Is, is that he wants to get back to being able to say his talking point. Right. That's all he wants. He doesn't give a fuck how many people die. He just wants to be able to keep saying, look at the economy, look at the economy, look at the stock market, look at the stock market. And he does, he literally doesn't care who dies. Which, by the way, if we don't mind sacrificing old people, why not sacrifice yourself, bro? Right. Do the ultimate, you want to go down as a martyr? That's yeah. the ultimate sacrifice right there, bro. Take yourself out, have Pence do it too, and then they'll build a statue to you. Well, yeah, of course it'll be in the South, but um, you know what? <laughs> what we, here's that's that's the one I just posted that a second ago. This is this is one of the things that, that that's cracked me up. So we have all these people freaking out about Nancy Pelosi. I don't know if you've seen this. Okay, first off, a dude posted three times in two days. Nancy Pelosi is trying to force an abortion bill into the stimulus package. I posted three times on his comments. Um, no, I, I posted the fact check, factcheck.org saying, no, this is uh, not true. It's fake news. There is, no, uh, there, there is no such thing that she's doing. And yet he still keeps posting the same thing, even though three separate times I posted, no, this is not, not correct. So now I'm like, wait a second, you're so pro-life that you're worried about potential children. You're okay with three percent of old people dying, yeah, because money, <laughs> like that. Yeah, like, do and this, but th and this is why, this is why I, I have a problem. This is why I have a problem with any of them. This is why I have a problem with any of them acting. Like I'm like, you got to do one of two things for me. Own your hypocrisy. Own it. If I had to have even a shred of respect for you, right. it would be if you did that. But don't sit here and tell me on one end, you, you, you cherish life. All life is precious. All of it. Right. Except when it comes to my money, then get these old fucks out of here. Right. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and, they, should want, I, and they should want to do it. Yes. And, and, his, and, and, and so someone posted, I forgot who it was, but someone posted on somebody's page is like, Oh, yeah, leave it to the Dems to twist the words of what he meant. So then I asked, I said, okay, then tell me what he meant by sacrifice. Tell me what sacrifice old right. folks who ain't working, they, they at home anyway. What sacrifice do they need to make? You're talking about the people with the weakest immune systems and the people that are most susceptible to it. What possible sacrifice was he talking about? Right. Well, I mean, I, I, will, I, will, say, I will say that, yeah, it was paraphrased incorrectly, and I'm not backing this guy up in any, in any, by any stretch. I will say that what he said, if he really meant it, which I, I doubt he did, what he said was, at least he tried to say it was, I'm a grandfather, and I know that if I had to sacrifice myself for my grandchild's future, I would. And he goes, and I think most grandparents would do the same. Okay, you think, well, that sounds kind of noble, but we're not talking about throwing yourself in front of a train. We're talking just about an economy which will recover eventually anyway. And also, but you're not doing that. You're, you're, and right, what, and that's, that's, but that's what I wanted to know. I'm like, what sacrifice do old people need to make? Well, what, I think what, what, I, what they're saying is we need to all go back to work and we are going to be okay. And if the virus, just let the virus spread, 
they will die. Right. That's, that's right. So the, right. the sacrifice they need to make, no matter how he wants to phrase it, paraphrase it, you know, throw itself on the sword, is that at the end of the day, in order to get this economy going, old people will have to die. Am right. I missing that? No. Okay. But, so, but, but they, they all want to because they have grandkids. Exactly. <laughs> except, except the old motherfucker in office right. who has a child. He has a right. child. Don't you yeah. want to? Don't you want to make a sacrifice for your child? Yeah. Hey, come on, man. And I'm gonna tell you right now: if he did make that sacrifice, even I would be like, "Man, bravo, sir, bravo." You know what I'm saying? I will piss on you. I will put flowers on your on your. Is <laughs> hey, man. Oh, and then so today, so today, I, I and I told you my new thing now, bro is anytime a Trumpster brings up anything that has to do with coronavirus, anything, even if they talk about beer, I don't give a fuck. Anytime <laughs> they bring it up, the first thing I ask is, what level of responsibility do you hold Trump to for firing the team, not hiring a new team, anything like that? When I ask them that and they don't reply, I automatically disregard everything else they say. Right. Nothing you say from this point forward matters because we have to start at the reason why we're here in America. I didn't say China. I said the reason right. why we're here in America. And so when that happens, I'm like, man, you don't even want to acknowledge that. Right. So how can I really take you seriously when you talk about you're being mad at Nancy Pelosi uh, Chuck Schumer or any of these people, but you don't want to get mad at the person that's literally the reason why you got to stay at home. Right. This, this is hey man. So, so two seconds real quick. That's one issue. And I told you last week, last time we podcasted, I said, you know what? I don't even get that mad at Trumpsters anymore. I, I, at some point they're just laughable. They're comical at this point. Right. They're dangerously comical. Don't get me wrong. They're dangerously, right. comical. but when I talk to the other people in the middle, the people that say that they're independents, the people that say, oh, well, you know, both parties, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm dealing with your boy right now, Ryan, Ryan Bell, who, yeah. who said that both parties are driven by the same thing, not to help the people. I put up the picture showing what both parties were proposing and he still is like, well, no, I mean, you got to look at this other part and you don't understand that they, they, the package just still helps the, the rich. I'm like, but in the proposal from the Democrats, it literally gives more money to the right. people. Yeah, so I mean, but, but see, that, that, that's kind of that, that's that all or nothing. I mean, I love Ryan. He's been, he's been on our show. I, I like Ryan. Uh, but he's kind of in that, same with that, a lot of the Bernie guys, where it's like this all or nothing. And it's like, guys, nothing in life is all or nothing. Yeah, there's no way they were going to get it passed with giving nothing to the, to the Republicans. It just wasn't going to happen. So it was like, okay, you get $600 or you get $1,200 in healthcare and benefits and all this other stuff. But in order to do that, instead of giving a half a trillion dollars, we have to give $200 billion. And okay, that's called a compromise. And then yeah. some people were like, nope, it's not good enough. I'd rather take nothing than give $200, $200 billion dollars why would why would you rather screw over all these people that need the money? Yeah, you know, it's like, those people piss me off more 
than Trump supporters now. Because Trump right. supporters, they're just dumb as fuck, racist as fuck, ignorant as fuck, clueless as fuck. So if I had to give them any kind of leeway, it would be because they're dumb, stupid, ignorant, ignorant. Right. That's racist. The people who are supposed to be better thinkers. You mean to tell me in a global pandemic, you still see both parties as the same? You, you still see that there is no difference from the dude in office or putting somebody else in office that right. isn't Bernie. You still see no difference in that. Right. And, and those people infuriate me a thousand times more than Trump supporters do, bro. Here's I got thing. What if, what if, I mean, people hate Biden. Okay, I get it. I wasn't, Biden wasn't my top. Like if I had to name my, my top, it was Warren. Second was Bernie. Third was probably Buttigieg. Then Harris. Um, gosh, maybe Klobuchar. Then Biden? I don't even know. Like I, I know that Bloomberg was my, out of 11, or out of 10, he was 11. But the point is that any of those would be infinitely better. We're already seeing Bloomberg. Bloomberg donated $40 million to this uh, relief fund for uh for the coronavirus so we're already seeing that they're infinitely better but if nothing else biden will at least put himself and put or put people around him that would do the right thing he wouldn't have fired the cdc he wouldn't have he wouldn't be over there uh, so which is the other thing is like i i posted something yesterday about about tr uh trump keeps promoting these uh malaria drugs right um, Can I just say real quick on that Sure. If you're getting medicinal advice from him, right, that is like getting electrical wiring advice from the Amish. <laughs> but it's it is some people in Arizona, a couple, uh, took fish tank cleaner, chloroquine. Uh, yeah, chloroquine. So, which is the exact element that is in the malaria drug. It's, it's hydrochloroquine, it's a slightly different version, but it's the same thing. Um, of course, it's a medical grade, it's done a certain way, and it's, and it's a, a dosed, it's dosed, and it's for malaria, which is, a, which is a, uh, a, not a virus, by the way. Um, so he keeps touting that it's this miracle drug and it's gonna cure it. Now, these people went, the lady said, oh, that's what's in our fish tank cleaner. Um, so they took it, the husband died, the woman is in the hospital, and I posted that, and everyone's like, well, how is that his fault? Did he say to take fish, fish tank cleaner? I'm like, no, but he did say that this stuff is a miracle drug that will cure it over and over, even though uh, Fauci's going, no, don't listen to him. And then he's saying, no, it's a miracle who's, drug. Uh, who's, who's, doctor, who's Fauci? Is he like a uh, is he like a rock star? Is he like a YouTuber or something like that? Yeah, yeah he's, he's an influencer. He takes pictures of himself uh, that look like oh, celebrities. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's not like a doctor or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so I'm like, well, here's the thing: is even if he didn't say go eat your fish tank cleaner, you're dealing with people that are dumb enough to watch Fox News, that are dumb enough to listen to Trump, that probably voted for him. So we're dealing with with morons who are scientifically illiterate. They think he has the answers. That's the danger, is that 35% of the country are those people. So you have this guy that they believe is their, is their Fuhrer, is their second coming of Jesus, telling you, go take the stuff that's in your fish tank cleaner. And they go, Trump says it's the answer. So how can you not blame him? Like, 
just shut the fuck up and nobody takes fish clips. Well, fish I, I, clip. I, Where would they have gotten that idea if it wasn't from him? Why why would we why would we not but every time he talks about the economy, we're supposed to believe he did it. Every time he talks about the 401ks and the stock market, we're supposed to believe that he did it. Every time he talks about what he did with the wall, we're supposed to believe it. Every time he talks about anything that he's done globally that's good, only the good stuff, we're supposed to believe it. So why would we not hold him accountable for saying something that causes people's death? Now, his, and again, bro, and, and, and I thought about it. I was like, oh, okay, it's probably too much. But no, I mean this. That dude deserved to die. <laughs> Sorry, he did. He did. His wife, you know what? She's probably going to go right back to voting for the dumb fuck anyway. So if she dies, she dies too. I can't care about these people like that. I can't. And, 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 and when people say, well, we're supposed to be above that, we're supposed to have empathy. How can you have empathy for people who don't want it? How can you have empathy for people and help try to help people that literally think you're dumb for fucking trying to help you? You got people that are shitting on Nancy Pelosi for holding up the bill because the bill was fucking them over. Well, that, that, that's, that's the most mind-boggling thing to me. It's like all these, first off, and that's where the media is, is at fault. Even liberal media, quote unquote, were saying, the headline would just say, Dems, hold up your money. And it's like, and then inside it'd be like, they're fighting for you. And it's like, why did you have it? Most people only read the headline. Yeah, why it, it, I, I totally get that. You're absolutely right in that respect. But and, and I gotta, I'm not arguing with you. I'm saying that, that you know, oh, absolutely. No, no, I know. I know. Yeah. I might my, my but, thing with that. Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was just, I'm just I was just saying that, that, but it's like, but then you read the article you, you, and it says right there. This one was a 1.5 trillion. This one is 2.5 trillion. The 1.5 gives half of it to corporations. This one gives almost none of it to corporations. It keeps your healthcare. It keeps your job. It gives you double the money. It gives you your social, whatever, all this, all this stuff that it gives, this list of things that it gives, um, medical and all, and all these kind of things. You can't lose your job, all this kind of stuff. And people are complaining that they're not getting the $600 today. And it's like, give it two days, three days. It's the greatest economy that's ever happened. I'm sure you've got at you least three days. Money. You should have money in the bank. Why, yeah. why, why don't you go, go into your rich, hey, just pull it from your safe, your vault. All your the stocks. Money up, all of that. You, you should be fine. Yeah, you're killing it in the stock market. But this is why I got to come back to the thing of saying, I can't care about these people living or dying. I can't. This is, you know, it's, it's the, 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 um, the, the, the kid touching the stove. And now, you tell the kid when he's getting ready to touch the stove, hey, 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 don't touch that stove. Don't touch it. Stop. It's hot. No, I'm sorry. First time you tell him, don't touch the stove. You may not even tell him why not to touch the stove. You just say, don't touch the stove. I said, don't touch it. That's how I grew up. My mom just said, don't touch the stove. Then you see the kid go back and try to touch the stove again. And then you say, okay, maybe I need to try something else, some reasoning, and tell them why. I'm gonna turn on the thing. I'm gonna show them that it's fire. You know fire is hot. Fire comes from the stove. I'm telling you not to touch the stove because the stove is hot. The third fucking time the kid tries to do it, let him burn his fucking self. That's where I'm at right now with these fuckers, bro. I'm done. Let me, do you understand like today, I had two people today, today tell me that Trump did not fire the team, okay? Two people said that. Then one of them had to admit 
that he did fire the team, but then his exact words were, it was a bullshit team to begin with. <laughs> the other person said that, yeah, he fires incompetent people all the time. First of all, both of y'all tried to deny that he did it. Second of all, how do you know it was a bullshit team? You don't even know the team. You didn't even know that he fired a fucking team. Right. So how in the world am I supposed to believe that you matter and your voice matters? If you go drink fucking fish juice, <laughs> die. <laughs> fucking die, bro. I don't give a fuck. Die. I can't anymore with these people, bro. I'm not going to argue with them like that anymore. I'm just like, hey, man, Darwinism, bro. Was that was that uh, selective? What's it called? Uh, natural selection. Uh, natural, natural selection, bro. Take yourself out. Good. We we need that. <laughs> I can't. I cannot drink all the fucking fish juice you want, bro. <laughs> Just fucking go. I'm tired, man. We 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 got people that are literally fighting for these people, and they are acting like they, I can't. But this is what I mean by when I say. And I'm gonna keep saying it every time until they change it. <laughs> it's that everybody should not be allowed to have the same voice. Or how about this? Here's, here's a how about this? How about we hey, do this? How about we make Trump supporters three fifths of a vote? Right there. That's all <laughs> with it. Right there. We'll just say, you know what? We'll take for each five of y'all that believe that dumb shit, it will count as one vote. All five of you will get one fucking vote. That's it. I cannot. Hey, man, I cannot with these people anymore, man. Right now, and that's what I told you, but they're, they're one part of this. The other right. part of this, dude, are the Bernie supporters that are still fucking holding on to this. Dude, you can't leave your home because of the dude in office, and you seriously are telling me that Biden would, Biden would be worse? Biden would be worse than you having to stay in your home right now and not being able to make a living or going to check on your relatives or your friends or your grandparents possibly dying. Biden is worse. <laughs> yeah, but they, they would be like, well, they're all the same. They're all the same. They just want money. No, we can see that empirically that is false. We can see from the stimulus plan that that is not, not, as, that is not true. And even if it's, even if the other thing that drives me crazy is like, okay, let's say that, okay, sure. They, well, they still left some money in there and it wasn't because they were compromising. It was because they wanted to give the corporate people money too. Let's say that's true. Let's say that, that, that the Republicans wanted to give 50% of our money to corporations and the Democrats weren't compromising. They really wanted to give 25% of our money. Well, I still want the people that want to give less to the corporations if that's our two choices. Now, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be ideal to have people in there that give no money, sure, but that doesn't happen overnight by, by, by one guy becoming president. That doesn't happen. It takes, us, it takes us continually pushing and rewarding these people when they do the right thing, voting them back in and voting the Mitch McConnells out to send a message that says, hey, we wanna move this direction and eventually we'll move the direction. How do you think we got where we are now with literal Nazis and rapists on the Supreme? I mean, we have, we have a rapist on the Supreme Court. We have, we have people like in the House and in the, in the, and in the Senate that are literal white nationalists. Yeah. That, didn't, that didn't come overnight. That started pushing right from Reagan. And now it took 30, 40 years, here we are. It yeah. didn't happen overnight. So this idea that we're gonna just vote Bernie in and then tomorrow everyone's gonna be a democratic socialist is nonsense. I, that's what I'm saying, they have this idea that it's gonna be this utopia 
of 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 just just all this look at look at look rainbows are just gonna come out of the sky and everything is gonna be peace and love, bro. I keep telling them what what part, like like please help me understand what part of Trump's presidency and Mitch McConnell decades of doing shit, what about them makes you think that if Bernie gets in? that all of a sudden, all of the grimy shit they've been doing is gonna stop. What happens? Is Bernie gonna come in and say, okay, Mitch McConnell, you're out? He don't even have the power to do that. He can't right. say, you're done, you can't, you gotta go. If that right. was a case, Obama probably would have done that shit. Well, that's the thing is we, we couldn't even, you know, everybody who says, but again, it's just the cognitive dissonance here. Everybody who, they loved Obama, and then now they say Obama was a Republican because he didn't get shit passed. No. Obama did everything he could and he had to compromise to get the shit passed that he could. The original ACA was not what we have now, but he was dealing with people that didn't even want to, to stop insurance companies from kicking you off for pre-existing conditions. When, when that's their line, how the fuck are you gonna get a single payer government option when you can't even get them to go, uh, let's cover people with cancer? Like if you can't even get them to do that because their insurance companies are gonna lose money, and you expect Obama to come in and wave a magic wand and, and, make, and make this perfect. How do you think Bernie's going to do it? Obama was, was more for, forceful and better liked than Bernie was. How the fuck is Bernie going to do it? So it's like, That's, I would love it if Bernie could do that. I would fucking love it. It's not going to happen, people. Dude, but I told we can keep you, pushing. I told you, bro, the closer we get to November, the closer we get, the more Bernie supporters are going to start sounding like Trump supporters. That's why Trump is confident and he's going to get reelected. That's why Trump supporters are confident that he'll get reelected. They know they're the minority. They know it. They know that they have 35 to 40 percent of the population. What they also know is they know that Bernie supporters don't like Democrats just as much as they know. And they don't like to vote. You see, you see what I'm saying? So they know this is why they can sit there and say confidently he's going to get another four years. Now, let me ask you something, bro. In what scenario can a dude literally take your fucking livelihood, take your livelihood, and you still praise him? Let me tell you what. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one. In a cult. Well, okay, then I'll answer look, 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 look at any religion. Yeah. The poorest people are, they'll tell you, how much do you make? And they'll be like, I make $12,000 a year. And the church and the fucking pastor will go, well, you need to tithe more then. Literally, they say that. Uh, look at Scientology. They, you have to give all your money and live there. And you know, here's a, here's a, here's another one: a pimp to his prostitutes. Yep. A pimp can convince a woman to go out there, go out there, hoe, put your life in danger, and bring that money back to me. A hundred percent. And after a while, after a while, not only will they do that, the pimp doesn't even have to be there watching the hoe. They don't have to be there. The hoe will go to a whole other part of the city, hoe herself out, and make sure she brings that money back. Then when you tell her, hey, you know what? You're probably being prostituted, and you shouldn't have to do this. They will defend the fucking pimp. Yeah. This is where we are now. You have people that are in their homes that cannot leave their homes, that cannot get any money, and are waiting, by the way, for a check that they a while ago said, would have been socialism, and we don't like that. They are sitting there waiting for a check at the same time as praising the dude 
That is the fucking reason why they have to sit in their homes and wait for a fucking check. Let them all die. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I'm not but, saying. But leave my grandpa out of it. But I don't know what else it's going to take. With, uh, honestly, man, I don't know what else it's going to take for these people to understand but, that. N- nothing, nothing. Because there were, let's, let's not forget, there were people in Jonestown, thousands. Yeah. That drank poisoned, we always say Kool-Aid, it was actually Flavor-Aid, Flavor-Aid, they drank poison, he couldn't even get the name brand to poison you with, but poisoned poisoned people with, with, they all drank the poison, the majority of them killed themselves. We got people eating fish tank cleaner because Trump says it's okay. These are the people we're dealing with. There's nothing that's, we have to, that's why I hate when these, when when the Democrats are like, oh, we have to reach across the the aisle and we'd have to try to get those people on the fence. Who's on the fence? Who's sitting at home going, oh, God, who's better, Bernie, Biden, or Trump? I, I, I'm going to have to really take a look at these policies and figure out, figure out what's going on. Um, it's like, who's, who, who's doing that? Nobody's fucking doing that. You, you're, either a cult, you're either a cult member Trump fucking nutball, or you have a tenth of a brain or more. Those are your two options. There's no, there's no like, yes. hmm, who's, who's possibly, well, maybe he's going to be okay. Maybe after seven years, this guy won't tell us to eat fish tank cleaner. Yeah. Let me, let me think. Should I have a steak that I've prepared myself or a fast food burger that is still prepared? It's fine. It's fine. But it's fast food. Or should I have the fish tablets <laughs> hmm. well, it depends. can we put those fish tablets on dog shit I'm <laughs> i just man i'm telling you dude don't get me wrong i i am not i don't wish death on people i don't want to do that i don't want right. to do that. but if they die they die <laughs> who are you drago <laughs> <laughs> if he dies he dies. He does. He can fish tank clean them. That's all I'm saying, bro. I'm not wishing it on him. I'm just saying I'm not going to feel bad if it happens. <laughs> I'm not. Because, dude, you can't tell these people anything, dude. And then yeah, that's, that's on one side. But, again, I told you my frustration lies more with the people who are supposed to be better thinkers. Right. If, yeah. if, if, if literally your position in life in this country right now, literally today, is not, not an indication that you need to get rid of the people that are in the White House right now. Hey, man, we said this before. If Biden gets in and fucks up, well, first of all, I honestly see no scenario where Biden can fuck up. None. I see no scenario where he will fuck up more than this. But let's say that, that he gets in and is, in, in his, but then guess what? We have egg on our face. And, and, we vote, and we vote his ass out. And we vote him out. But I guarantee you, he won't have nearly as many cult members as this motherfucker. I promise you that. It'll be way more people that's like, all right, well, we thought he, thought he could do it. Didn't do it. All right, he got to go. Well, and I, would, I used to think it would be the same thing with Bernie supporters. Certain Bernie supporters, if you're out there watching, don't get mad. I said certain, certain, not all of you. Don't get mad. 
But certain <laughs> Bernie supporters, I think, are the same way, where they're like, nope, he can do no wrong. He's best. Only thing is, the only person that can do it is him. Nobody else is better than him. It's only him. No one else can do it. You have to understand that regardless, if you have trash in your house, if you have trash in your house and the trash is starting to stink, it smells really bad. Every time somebody walks in your house, they're like, God damn, Ian, what do you got there? You're like, oh, it's the trash. But you don't want to take the trash out? Ah, uh, no, nah, it's fine. The trash is cool. I can deal with it for another four days. But, but it smells really bad right now. I can bring in, I mean, I do have some food that I wanted to bring in that kind of, it's, it's, you know, it's burgers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, don't bring that in my house. No, no, don't bring the don't bring the burgers in my house. Smells too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, no, no, that 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 burger that just got made smells just as bad as the trash I have in my house. But I, I don't I don't think it does. No, 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 man, I don't want to hear it. Exactly it, the it, same. It, it's exactly the same smell. It so so the people who don't even want to get rid of the trash, while at the same time acting like they want to make their house smell better makes no sense to me. You, you have to get rid of this before you can even have a Bernie or Biden. You have right. to. And, and, and you're telling me that the dude who has the backing of an entire foreign country on top of a corrupt Republican, a republic, you're telling me that you think that an independent is going to suddenly get in and just be like, poof, poof. <laughs> Gone with you, corruption. Gone with you, corruption. <laughs> Click the heels. All y'all are gone too. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. Not how government works. It isn't. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, here's the new one. The well, it's not new. It's really old. But it, it, like you know, I'm always harping about conspiracy theory. People like there's this idea that I'm, I keep hearing they're trying to force Biden on us. The DNC. And I mean, how many times have I said this? First it was Biden, then it was Harris. Then it was Warren. Then it was Buttigieg. Then it was the DNC is rigging the app so that Buttigieg can win. Then, uh -huh. then it was then it was wait Bernie's the winner and, and we need to all everyone should drop out and get behind Bernie. And then it was Bloomberg. Oh, there Bloomberg bought his way and he bought the DNC. He's the nominee. They're buying him and then he was out and now it's Biden again. Oh, they're cramming Biden down our throat. So how is it that every time somebody is winning, we then go backward and go that must be who the DNC. How do you not see a pattern? You didn't say Harris was the, the, the one that the DNC was forcing down her throats until after she had a good performance at the debate and her numbers went up. You didn't say that about Warren until after. If, if every time after someone's numbers go up or they win a state or something, you go up the DNC, the DNC. It's not the DNC, it's your brain putting these patterns together. That's what our brains do. That's why conspiracies. But the new one now is because they're talking about how do we get the stimulus money out. So uh, they're talking about how we, uh, you know, they can create a, like a, a, an online credit type of thing. Or I mean, like, you know, like, uh, I don't know exactly what it is. Like, basically, um, isn't that cri they're, cryptocurrency they're doing, it, doing it that way while at the same time, the, the cybersecurity is right. Lacking. Right. But go ahead. But, but the thing is that they're talking about some sort of not cryptocurrency, but some sort of a uh, way to, to get the money to everybody. That is, um, yeah, I guess kind of a cryptocurrency or some sort of thing like that. And now everyone's freaking out. The new world order. The new world order. And, and it's like, uh, I, remember, I remember that stuff back in the Clinton days. Clinton is the new world order. And then once we started talking about direct deposit 
and credit cards. I remember all these people saying they're trying to get rid of cash. And then after they're trying to get rid of cash, then it was like one world money, one world. And I'm like, I don't understand how, why that is such a big deal to them. If we got rid of actual paper money, which we probably will at some point, and the entire world was on the same economy, how does that bring slavery to you? I, I don't understand, or, or whatever the new, how does that bring the, the coming of Jesus or whatever? Like, I don't get the new world order conspiracy. By the way, these are some of the same people that still don't want to take the time to go vote, but I digress. Right. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't understand, I don't understand that, this, the new world order. First off, they've been talking about every, and then it always comes into some religious nonsense where the number of the beast and Ronald Reagan, his name is 666, and, and Bill, William Jefferson Clinton, I swear you're not, it's six letters or something. They always do this stuff. It's like the number of the beast, and, the, and that's where the, and the new world order, it's like if every single time, every other year, the new world order is coming, and after 40 years, it hasn't come, guess what? Um, we are not stuck in the new world order. Okay. Well, plus, plus, it's weird that they, they they think it's the new world order, but you don't have a problem with the dude that's in now doing the bad stuff. Right. Okay, okay, I, okay. Yeah, maybe you just don't care about that new world world order. The part where they literally had a trial trial that was supposed to be fair with no evidence and no witnesses. But yeah, that we we're not worried about that new world order. We 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 want to avoid. The right. Democratic New World Order. We're cool right, with exactly. the Republican New, new world, world Order, but the but the Democrat we cannot allow a Democratic New World Order. We can only suffer and deal with the Republican New World <laughs> Order. I got no time to focus on the on the Republican New World Order. I'm too busy fighting and avoiding a possible what I think may happen Democratic New World Order. Right. And goddamn it, hold on. Let's so, get, so uh, a couple things. Let, let's 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 shift for a little bit, if you don't mind. So we're talking wait, about wait, being wait, home. Real quick, we, no, got, no, go ahead, go ahead. we got a comment, a couple, uh, we had a, actually had a couple, but uh, Cash Burke says two things that people don't sway from, or at least very seldom do, politics and religion. Stay up and positive. Yeah, there you go. We, we do our best, man. No, uh, here's, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll go back to that in a second. Uh, and another one uh, came from uh, came from Rada, and it was back to the, to the stove analogy, and she said, you yeah. tell them, you tell them the reason the first time. That is very true. I was just trying to make the point of saying that in this case, we, yeah. I got. I tried to give them an extra one. But go ahead. Exactly. No, I was just gonna say. So, so we're we're. Um, let's shoot away. We're stuck. Everyone, everyone should be. By the way, stay the fuck home. Don't listen to the president. He's a fucking idiot. Stay home. Social distance. Do what the experts and the scientists and the medical professionals are telling you to do. The the the. The longer we stay home, you know, we still have those. The shorter people. we will make this. We still have those. We still have experts and doctors and yes. people that are actually good at their job, if not great. Yes. So I was thinking we should we, let's just talk a little bit about what what we've been doing when we when we've been home. Um, maybe some good shows you're watching, whatever. But I wanted to. You pointed out uh, this guy Cash talking right here. This is cool. That this is pretty interesting to me. So hopefully Cash, hopefully you still tune in. Um, so my daughter likes going through my old yearbooks and making fun of how I looked and how my wife looked because my wife and I went to the same high school. Um, she thinks it's great. And she likes looking at people from the 80s and they're like, God, they're dumb. Like she thinks it's hilarious. So hilarious. basically she said, hey, we should, you know, we talked about, we said, we should, we should go, she goes, you should go through your, your yearbook and try to find people on Facebook. So 
one day my daughter and I sat like a couple days ago, we sat down and we went through the yearbook and we're like, Oh, let's look up that guy. I wonder what that guy looks like now. Oh, I wonder what she's doing. And we just tried to find people. We found some a lot. We didn't find whatever. And there was one guy that I went to, I, I haven't seen him since freshman year of high school, but we were the two smallest dudes on the football team. And when I say smallest dudes on the football team, my freshman year of high school, I was five feet tall and he can, he can verify this five feet tall, 89 pounds freshman year of high school. I was the size of a toddler basically. And he, he, he wasn't much bigger than me, but he was probably the second smallest guy. We played football, uh, freshman football, JV football, got our, I got my ass kicked at least. Um, and, uh, anyway, so he was a friend of mine and, um, a, a good friend. We hung out a bit like in freshman year and then he moved, never saw the guy again. And, uh, so we're looking through the, the thing and I think it was the football picture. And I was like, Oh, there's the other small guy. I'm like, Hey, I wonder what happened to that guy. I Facebooked his name popped up and I look at him like, God, that looks like him. Friend, you friend, and that's Cash. Who's commenting right here, Cash Burke. So I just friend requested him a couple days ago. What up, Cash? And he was a dude that I went that I, that I was went to to freshman year high school with. Who was like a uh, my 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 boy. He was my friend, and he moved away. I never talked to him again until two days ago. So uh, that's, that's pretty cool, right? And he lives here in SoCal. Cool. He lives like uh, further out, like I think out by Riverside or something, like a little east. But he lives here in SoCal. So uh, oh, yeah, y'all can link up uh, once this uh, exactly. once the apocalypse is over. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We'll get together. We'll have a coronavirus coronavirus party. Um, yeah, man. Well, so, so what's you know, up, Cash? That's actually not a bad idea. But you know what's crazy? It's funny you brought up yearbooks because I I was talking to my wife about this because she keeps all of her shit. She keeps all of her pictures, everything. She has pictures from when she was a baby, and right. I hardly have any pictures. I mean, I'm sure my grandma has some back in Chicago, or my mom has some, but I don't have any yearbook pictures. But I have a few Facebook friends that I've talked to that, that I know from high school. I don't have any to where I can go through the, you know, thing and pick who they are. But what we have been doing is we've been watching movies. We've been cooking more. We've been, uh, you know, uh, actually funny because, you know, we went grocery shopping and we bought a lot of groceries. But, you know, this is we haven't gone out to eat since all of this shit started. And we, and we just think about this yesterday. It's like, man, and we've actually saved money. Yeah. By, buying stuff and cooking at home you know and we've been watching tv watching movies so i got a movie recommendation for you uh the banker the banker, the banker. all right cool i'm writing that With, down uh, anthony mackie sam jackson and nia long and it's another guy in there too uh, the, the the white guy i can't remember his name right now but he was an x-men he played in a lot of the x-men but uh it's basically the true story about these these two black uh bankers uh two investment guys who bought they were the first two people to buy banks and uh back like in the 1950s and what they had to deal with with segregation and all this stuff in los angeles as well as in texas it's like we just finished watching it yesterday really, you say really. samuel l jackson samuel l jackson so was, you know, at some point does he go there are snakes in this motherfucking bank yeah, i'm right bro Goddamn <laughs> right hey man i'm telling you as i was watching it i was like you know what sam jackson to me dude if, if anybody has a, a life struggle story, especially if you're in entertainment, look at Sam Jackson, dude. That dude was on crack, on crack. And now this dude is one of the most celebrated, highest earning actors in entertainment history. And I gotta be honest with you, dude, if he's in a movie, if he's in, in anything, I am at least gonna look and see what it's about, at least. Yeah. I was speaking of that. That's actually pretty, uh, not a great documentary, but it was interesting because I'm a big Tarantino fan. And uh, there's a movie on Prime called 
QT8 or something like that. And it's like... Uh, your boy Cash saw the movie. He said it's a great movie, by the way. Banker, go ahead. Yeah, so I've got to check it out. But it, it was... I, I watched it one night. Uh, it's just about the first... It's a documentary about the first eight movies of Quentin Tarantino. And his... Here, where he came from and how he got his movies made. And, and, you know, and all these people talking about what a great writer he was and all this sort of stuff. And I'm trying to remember who it was. But one of these actors... In one of these famous actors, like a DiCaprio or somebody, what one of the Harvey Keitel, somebody was like talking about Samuel L. Jackson, and they're like, "This dude is the best actor I've ever seen in my life." They were talking about how great of an actor Samuel L. Jackson was, and how Tarantino kind of, you know, recognized what a great actor this guy was and gave this guy parts when other people weren't giving this guy parts because wow. he was like, "No, this guy is like he didn't care about." the celebrity necessarily it was more about who is good and and putting people in parts that were good it might have been it might have actually been um michael madsen who was saying the same thing he's like nobody cared about me i was doing nothing doing like bit roles on tv shows and he was like you know telling me about you know the the reservoir dogs he wanted me to play this part and uh and you know i'd do this dance and you know originally it was it was going to be john travolta or something like that and travolta couldn't do it and they gave it to me and i was like me what why me like i'm i'm you know and um and he just talks about how how cool it was that Tarantino believed in these guys and gave them these parts because he was a guy that that nobody believed in. He 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 did. Yeah. He wrote he wrote True Romance, which is one of the greatest scripts ever written, and he couldn't direct it because he was a nobody. He wrote Natural Born Killers, couldn't direct it because he was a nobody. So he wrote Reservoir Dogs and all in one location. And he said, "I am making this movie," and he was originally going to make the movie. He he was an Elvis impersonator on the Golden Girls, Tarantino. It was a, a, an episode. Yeah, there was an episode where they had all these Elvis impersonators, and he was one of them. And they show the clip. It's hilarious. You're like, oh, shit, that is Tarantino. And he had a, like a $20,000 residual check, and he was going to make Reservoir Dogs. He, he saved up his residual checks, and he was going to make Reservoir Dogs on his residual checks, which was twenty grand. And then it ended up getting made with a real budget and whatever. But, but they told, I guess he said, I'm, I'm directing it, and you can give me $10 million to make it if you want, but if I'm not directing it, I'm going to make it for twenty grand. And they, he forced it. He said, no, I'm, ma I'm making it. And he made it. And he also made his choices. This is who I want in this movie. Mm -hmm. And, and they, they gave it to him because he just st stood his ground. And everyone was like, who is this asshole? And the next thing you know, he's winning Cannes Film Festival. And everyone's like, oh, this guy's the great. But they normally, in the normal Hollywood story, they would have been, nope, you don't get to direct it. We're going to give it to somebody else. And you don't get to call your shots and all that sort of stuff. You know who else did that? Uh, Sylvester Stallone with Rocky. Although he didn't get to direct it. No, no, not get he to, got to direct be in it, though, yeah. But he wrote it, and, he, and they said, well, we, we got somebody in mind, and he says, no, I'm not giving you the script. Unless right. and, and shit, that shit launched his career. And, and, again, and it's considered one of the top 20 movies ever made, by the way. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. And I give it, man, a lot of people want to clown Sylvester Stallone for still trying to do the action genre as old as he is. But that dude is smart as fuck. Smart as fuck, bro. Between right. creating Rocky, all of the Rockies, the spinoff, the Creeds, and Expendables, bro. Let me tell you, when he first did the Expendables, people, I mean, if you read the comments of people talking shit about him, uh, about making Expendables, oh, this geriatric Stallone action star and all that, that money, that movie made so much money. I mean, even though the first one, I'm not going to lie, a little bit. If you if you are uh, into CGI, if you're a CGI buff and the special effects, a little bit of it, you're like, okay, there's a little. They could have tightened this up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But point being is, 
the movie made money and then it spawned off two more because people saw what he was doing. Now, if the Expendables come out, you're like, shit, hell yeah, I'm watching it. I want to see Bruce Willis. Um, I want to see Bruce Willis, Wesley Snipes, Chuck Norris. Uh, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, Jason Statham. <laughs> I want to see all of them in there in the same movie. The former so, governor. Exactly. So <laughs> to me, I think... If anything, between Tarantino, uh, Sam Jackson, and Stallone, those types of Robert Townsend, even though I'm not going to lie, when I did meet Robert Townsend years ago, he was a bit of a dick, but right. I got to get props what props to do. Hollywood Shuffle still one of the funniest fucking movies on the planet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, no the story of how he made his movie was that he was going to these auditions, bro, and all of these people were trying to cast him as slaves and all of this type of stuff. So... He said, man, I just want to do something different. And he actually maxed out his credit card and all of that shit and shot his movie the way he wanted to shoot it. And actually, he used the premise of the fact that he had to go through all of these fucked up stereotypes. So I would say, if anything, to anybody out there watching, to the people watching you guys, take note of that. If you got a dream. If you got a dream of yeah, stand by you, stand by your ground. I mean, yeah, of course, compromise is always necessary in this business, always. But if you believe in yourself enough and you you have the stuff to do, why, why would you not go do it? Why would you not go have but, made the stuff? You and the know? thing, the thing that he did that was cool is, I mean, now that now you can't do it now because that you know he did that in the in the what was it the late eighties, early nineties when Hollywood Shuffle was made. Um, he couldn't get permits, so first off, he put everything on his credit card. Um, like $100,000 he put on his credit card. Back then, especially, even now that's big, but back then that's a lot of money. It was like a million dollars. Put his money on his credit card with no guarantee of anything. And in order to get, because he couldn't get permits with that kind of money to shoot in LA on LA streets. So what they did is they, um, they all went down to USC and they bought USC film school t-shirts from the store. And they would all, all the crew would wear USC film school t-shirts. At least this is the, wow. the story. So that if the cops came by, they'd be like, oh, we're just doing a student film. We're students here. And they'd leave them alone so they wouldn't have to get busted for permits. So We might have to take that idea. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think nowadays they make you still get, you get permits. But, you know, I watched this movie last night. You should check it out. Um, it was kind of funny because it was like 11 o'clock. I was literally thinking about going down. I'm like, I, th- I think I should probably go to bed. And... Uh, our friend, comedian Mike Pace had posted something about, hey, what, what do you guys, because uh, he had asked me like, hey, you have any recommendations of TV shows? And I gave him some stuff. So he was asking people, I guess, like looking for stuff to watch while he's stuck at home. Ozark, so posted, by the way. Ozark comes out to, uh, Friday. Okay. Premiere season three, if you haven't watched him yet, but you okay. He So he suggested, he said, there's this documentary on, on Netflix. Uh, it's actually like a few years old. I think it was 2012 it was made. But he said, I'd, I'd never seen it before. And it was called Searching for Sugar Man. And he goes, he said, Hidden Gem. And every, everyone on his post is like, oh my God, it's so great. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, you got to check it out. So I was sitting there and I'm like, all right, well, let me see what it's about. You know, maybe I'll put it on my like save list. And I clicked on it and I watched a few minutes of it. And I'm like, and pretty soon I'm just watching the whole thing. <laughs> Ended up watching the whole documentary. And it- um, so it, it, it's pretty trippy. I mean, I guess it'll, I'll just... It'd be a lot of spoiler here, so spoil, but it's, you know, an eight, eight-year-old movie, so if you haven't seen it. Um, it's about this dude named, his name is Rodriguez, that's his name, and he was a, a singer, 
singer songwriter and they, they compared him a lot to Bob Dylan. He was in the, the late sixties, early seventies out of Detroit. And he had, um, he'd done this album um, with some big, a big record label and a big producer. And it didn't sell like anything, like they sold nothing. But everyone was like, this guy is amazing. This guy's twice the, you know, twice the poet that, uh, that Bob Dylan is. And he's a, you know, like a, a, a one of those like, you know, uh, fuck the establishment type singer songwriters, kind of very Bob Dylan like. And mm-hmm. they were like, um, this guy's amazing, but his stuff didn't take off. And they did another album with him with another big producer that had worked with like Stevie Wonder and Motown and all this. And they, they put it out there and it didn't take off. He did these two albums that everyone says were brilliant, but they didn't take off. And that was it. And the guy just kind of went off into obscurity. He, be, he became a, you know, he, he just stopped playing music or he didn't stop playing music, but stopped playing music professionally. No one could figure out why he didn't, why he didn't take off, whatever. Meanwhile, 1970, in South Africa, somebody had brought his album down there and people liked it and people started listening to it. And they said part of it was that the, the, because apartheid was still in the middle of, of South Africa. So first off, they didn't know anything about him because they weren't allowed to bring music, musicians in or out of South Africa during that time. Um, right. It's because of apartheid. So they, um, they didn't know anything about this guy. But I guess whether they bought the records or pressed them, we don't really know. His record sold like over a half a million copies in South Africa. And, and they're like, in South Africa, everybody in the last 20, 30 years had this guy's album. They're like, if you went into a house in South Africa that had a record player, his album would be in, the, in there, okay? And so he, um, and uh, the kids, everyone knows, no, they all know his songs, right? And, and they think he's like, they think he's like super, super famous, right? Um, and he's just a super famous guy who's just doing all this, you know, whatever. But he doesn't know it for his whole entire life. This guy doesn't know that he's famous. In South oh, Africa. He didn't know he's big like that. They never got, the checks never got back to him. He never made a dollar off of it. Yeah. And later on, they, they talked to the record labels that we never got any checks, whatever. But the thing is, those stories were that the guy killed himself on stage. So all these people in South Africa thought this guy, one story is that he lit himself on fire at the end of a show and killed himself. Another one was that he shot himself in the head on stage because he was depressed. They knew that he didn't sell that well in America, but they didn't know how well. So this idea, this legend that this guy killed himself back in the seventies on stage. Um, but everybody in South Africa loved this guy's music. So these guys are doing this like thing about it and they find out that he's alive, that he didn't kill himself and he lives in Detroit. So it's all about them going to Detroit and to meet this guy and his family and his family doesn't know. No one knows that he's, he's he, they say he's bigger than Elvis in South Africa. Like From that album? Yeah, from two albums he did. Yeah. So, so, when he, so 30 years later, they bring him to South Africa. And everyone thinks it's fake because they think he's dead. So people are like, yeah, but it's not the real Rodriguez. And like they get off the plane and they're like, people are like, and, and he's like, they're like, who are these people here for? They, they, there's the, the sister, their daughter's like, we thought that they were like, okay, he's pretty popular here. We thought we were going to have a concert with like 20 people, 30 people. They ended up doing six sold out arena shows, 20,000 people, people screaming and crying and like, like it was the fucking Beatles. Wow. And this dude hadn't played on stage in like 30 years or whatever in front of a live audience. He was a construction worker knocking down buildings in home. <laughs> Go back and people at home, at home in Detroit are like, yeah, sure. Sure, you're famous. It's like showing them these pictures. South Africa sold, sold out arenas. Yeah, and it's like, it's crazy. And then they, they I got to check it out. What it's really cool. It's really cool. 
Searching for Sugar Man, which is one of his songs, is called Sugar Man. Alright, yeah, I check it out. Yeah, I mean, I gave away a lot of it, but 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 still, it's oh, a no, really cool story. Is, it's a documentary. It's fine. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, oh, so like I said, Ozark this week. Okay. Right? Oh, you want to hear some crazy dude? So I was at Gelson's. I was at Gelson's uh, the other day, you know, stocking up for the apocalypse and uh, apocalypse shopping, shopping. <laughs> and so shopocalypse. Uh, the shopocalypse. Uh, the guy in front of me had on an Ozark jacket, and you know I, I love the show, and I'm, I've been waiting for this next season to come out. And so I asked him, I said, "Hey man, um, uh, do you work on do you work on the show?" I thought it was like a grip or you know, P, you know, assistant, you know, all the all these different things you get the jacket. And he's like, "Yeah, I actually I'm the head of the show. I run the show." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit! Oh okay, well, love the show." But then he told me that it's coming out. But I'm telling you, have you watched any of it? Here's the thing: I haven't. I watched, I watched um, one episode because uh, Bella had gone up for this um, role for this one character, uh, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what it was—a movie or a TV show. It might, it might have been that Troop Zero movie, the one that I posted. Um, and somebody said, "Oh wow, there's a kid on, or a, not a kid, but she's like a teenager or a younger adult or whatever." Who is that character? You should watch that to get the uh, uh, the, feel. the feel of it. And uh, so I watched it just to get the character that character to look at that character for my daughter. But yeah, that was it. Here's what I tell people about it because Karina didn't really get into it either. Even though is it's, I I'm a fan of stories. Don't get me wrong. I don't want the shit to be boring as fuck. We did. We started watching, uh, what did we try start watching the other day? And it was kind of like, it's weird. Uh, motherless Brooklyn. Uh, with, okay. uh, uh, Bruce Willis, Ed Norton, and, um, a couple other people in there. It, it's okay. It's okay. It's just, man, I'm, I'm, I got, we got to get back into watching. We started watching it late and it just it was kind of like, it was fizzing out, but, I think it's still worth watching. I mean, I love New York and, you know. So. Right. But, uh, so you should check that out. It's like a, a kind of like a mob movie, uh, almost. Uh, but I was telling about Ozark is that the thing with Ozark is that you got to give it, if you're not into watching it by the, say, third episode, third ep- second or third episode, then you're probably not going to be into it because it starts slow, but it's such a great story. And Jason okay. Bateman, dude, I'm a huge Jason Bateman fan, bro. Like, like that, I've been a fan of his for a long time. And even though I will tell you, that dude, just like Sam Jackson, puts motherfucker in everything. Right. Jason Bateman has played the same type of character, but in different ways. Right. Like, be a, a drama or a comedy, he's the same even keel. Not gonna go fly off the handle. I'm gonna let you know this is what it is. And I'm probably going to throw in some sarcastic remarks, but it's going to be very passive aggressive. And I'm going to let you know that I really don't agree with or agree with whatever. Right. So that's what Ozark is. And like I said, if you got to, if you're not, if you're not hooked by the third episode, especially, I don't even want to give you the part away, but I think it actually happens in the first episode. There's a part in the first episode, man, as soon as I saw that, I was like, shit, I'm watching right. this, bro. But it's a slow build, but it's a great okay. show. And then if you guys ain't got nothing to do, man. I think you would love it. I think you would love the show. Great writing. Um, and every episode leaves you thinking, man, what's going to happen on the next one? And real quick, uh, I don't think the new season's out yet, but the show with Christina Apple, Applegate. Um, I don't know. 
The uh, goddamn it, Karina. <laughs> Hold on one second. Somebody's <laughs> gonna walk out in the middle of the podcast and find out what the Karina, the the uh, the, the Christina Applegate show is. <laughs> uh, I can't remember, but it's um, it's a show with Christina Applegate, uh, and it's set in Orange County, actually. Oh, okay. And, uh, it's really good. So you should check that out, too. I'm a Christina Applegate fan, too. And I thought it was really good. So you should check that out. That's funny. Right. It is. Let me get up and leave. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, oh, oh, so this is what I've been doing uh, in the time being. I've been getting back into using the equipment again. So I reset up the studio. You know, yeah, nice. you see the green screen there. And then we got the lights and stuff here. All of this, so I, you know, just working on trying to put more uh, stuff together, learning um, procreate, not procreate, but um, learn how to procreate. <laughs> hilarious, uh, even though that is actual app uh, design app, but um, uh, Premiere. Oh learning, yeah, learning the editing in Premiere, and I'm better. It's better now, dude. I mean, I, I still miss some things about Final Cut. Yeah, but uh, for the most part, dude, uh, it, Premiere is it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's it's a lot to learn. But once you learn, that shit is fucking. Yeah, dope. there's no, no rendering and or very no. Little, thank yeah, God. Remember how you would have to render something, <laughs> and it, you'd be like, okay, I'm gonna set this to render and go out and cook dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you'd come yeah. back and be like, ten minutes left. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's cool. And I got I got some stuff. My friend Buck gave me um a rack. That has a white screen, a, ble a black screen, and a green screen, and a few other things too, as well. That, um, nice. um, yeah, I might, I might, I don't have any. I'm, well, I was gonna keep them here for doing like, you know, self tape auditions or whatever, but I, I, we haven't gotten anything forever. But, but maybe keep one or two. But I could, I'll have them if you need them or or whatever to put put up. Like I said, if you want to do black screen, white white yeah. screen. Um, but um, well, cool, man. Well, that's I think we're we're pushing time, so we should um. Uh, All let's right. do this again. Let's keep doing this because we got nothing else going on. At least I got yeah. nothing else going on. Man, and dude, uh, honestly, um, I, I don't know, man. And, and, and I don't want to end on a sour note. I'm not going to, we're not going to do that. I just want to say to everybody, the people who are watching, man, look, you got to care. You, you got to care enough to change the shit that's going on. You, you can't sit here and be mad at a system that you aren't willing to go change. You can't. The, and the people in office right now are banking on you all not caring enough to change them. They're banking on it. They're literally banking on you guys not standing up to them. They don't give a fuck about you guys fighting each other as long as you don't come at them. And if you don't want to take out the trash in your own home, then I don't know what to fucking tell you. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Right. So... Uh, you can find me at ComedianTyBarnett.com, which has links to all of the other social media platforms. Go on there and write. Uh, if you had, didn't get a chance, check me out, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. The show came on the other day. Yeah, it was good. You did good, too. By the way, check it out. It was good. I appreciate it, man. Uh, and so, yeah, it has all that. And you can find Ian at? Uh, IanHarrisComedian.com or SkepticComedian.com. And, yeah, I mean, be sure to like us, guys. Uh, go to our, our Patreon.com slash CriticalAndThinking or just find us on iTunes, Stitcher, all those things. Like, comment, re rate, review. That really helps us out. Just that. Just giving us five stars and saying, hey, this show's great. Helps us out a lot. Um, and even if you watch it live, download it on, download it on Stitcher, download it on, on iTunes, Google Play, whatever. And then you can 
throw it away or let's do it again if you want to, but it helps us out a lot, even if you're watching here live on Facebook. Um, that's and it. you can actually find us at home. home. Yes. Yeah, stay safe, everybody. Stay at home, and we'll see you guys next time. Dead to me is what it's called, by the way. Just remember. Dead to me. All right, cool. Dead. Peace.